0: Welcome to episode number 32 of the Four Animals for Earth podcast, Ethical and Sustainable Clothing Made Easy with Erin Houston.
1: Unfortunately, there's always a trade-off. And what it really comes down to is figuring out what trade-offs are you okay with for now and how do you continue to address that as you grow in your understanding of the issue and as brands start to improve. There's There's some really cool stuff happening in fabric innovations right now. That was Erin calling in from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania.
0: So Erin started Wear Well with her co-founder, Emily Kenny, which is a membership service that makes finding ethical and sustainable clothing easy. I would guess that if you have started thinking about fashion differently, let's say you're wanting to buy only clothing that laborers were paid a living wage. You want to know that there were ethical working conditions, there were sustainable materials, sustainable processes. Nothing was tested on an animal. Nothing was actually used from an animal and it was cruelty-free. There were no net zero carbon or there were net zero carbon emissions. I mean the list just goes on. My guess is that if you've started to look for brands with your values, you're finding it extremely difficult to find places that you can shop. So, Wearwell makes it easy and you're going to learn more in this episode about how they do that. If you want to try WearWell, I just became an ambassador for the company. And you guys, I'm telling you, this is the first time that I have ever become an affiliate for a brand. I've held off on this for a long time because I I really don't want to um, be an affiliate unless I believe really really deeply in the brand so i'm telling you i believe so deeply in wearwell and if you're interested in checking it out the my ambassador link is in the description and you get to try it for free so there's no reason not to go look and um, see what wearwell is all about so today's show notes and video of my interview with Aaron they can be found at foranimalsforearth.com slash podcast slash 32 Hi there, this is Brandy, and you're listening to the Four Animals, Four Earth podcast. This is a space where we inspire each other to take small steps every day to live a more conscious life, helping animals and the planet while we do it. I'm so glad that you're here. Let's all take a deep breath and let's get
1: started. You know, I Emily and I, my co-founder and I, both have gone through that experience personally of of really kind of being paralyzed about what does it mean to be a conscious consumer and shop for your clothing and accessories because of the sea of information you've got to go through to be able to actually make a choice. And uh, and I'm I'm excited to be chatting with you about that today and learning a little bit more about what that was like for you too.
0: Mm, yeah, awesome. Let's start with why don't you tell us what is Wearwell? So we'll yeah. bring everybody up to speed that's, that's here going, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so as you alluded to, Wearwell is making it really easy to buy ethically and sustainably made clothing. And we do that with an online membership service through which you can discover and, of course, purchase clothing that pays garment workers fairly and uses environmentally sustainable materials. I'll walk everyone through the, the membership experience so kind of get a sense of what that is. Essentially, you come to our site, you start a style quiz, you tell us all about your personal style, your sizing, how much you typically spend on different clothing items, and the type of impact that you care most about. And then when you sign up for membership, as a part of that membership, you receive a monthly selection of clothing and accessories that is curated for you by a personal stylist. And that selection is delivered to you digitally. So you get a link in your inbox, you open up that link and browse your online storefront for that month. You view the items that are chosen, there are 12 included there, and you can add what you want to your cart and you check out and we ship you only what it is you've chosen to purchase. So again, making it really, really easy and effortless to be able to shop for ethically and sustainably made clothing. Uh, We're partnered with brands that meet specific impact criteria uh, where we can feel really confident in putting them in front of our membership and be able to say, you know what, this fits your personal style, this fits your budget, and it actually makes the impact that the brand is saying it does.
0: What are the criteria that that you use to choose a brand?
1: Yeah, so this is where it can get really hairy. And this is why this is such a complicated issue, right? So something can be ethically and sustainably made in a lot of different ways. There is no, uh, people always kind of drop their jaws when they hear me say this, but there is no uh, way to build a completely ethical and sustainable brand. The only way to do that is if we all, uh, decided we no longer needed clothing. <laughs> and so, uh, so when it comes to ethics and sustainability, we tend to break that down into two buckets of criteria. The first is workers' rights. We want to know that a fair or living wage is being provided to whomever made it. And that is really dependent on a couple of different things. I'll share a little bit more about our founders' background and why we go deep on this part of it. Um, But we're looking for very specifically fair and living wages for garment workers, as well as artisans. And that always depends on the production context as well as the country context and community context in which they're making the product. So workers' rights can be pretty straightforward. We also though look for criteria of, do they have access to a safe work environment? Do they have the right to unionize in that work environment? Um, And the list goes, goes on. There's a published list on our website if anybody wants to dive in further. But on the sustainability side, This is again, where it can be really, really interesting and and fun to dive in if you have the time and energy to do so. But on the sustainability side, a brand can be using upcycled materials. And what that means is they are preventing what we call dead stock fabric in the fashion industry that's leftover fabric from a run of t-shirts, for example. They can use that material to make a small production run of a different type of piece of clothing. And by using that type of dead stock material, uh, they're they're making sure that doesn't go into landfill. So that's one way. They can use organic materials. They can have a circular business model where you're buying something and then you send it back to them. They take the fibers apart and make something brand new with it. So it's completely zero waste. Uh, we also partner with a brand that I really love that it has a complete zero waste factory. They reuse the threads to even make stationery at the end of the day. Uh, so you can meet the criteria in a lot of different ways. And what we're really looking for is that a brand meets criteria in both of those areas. So we always want to know at the end of the day, when you're making a purchase through this brand, are you making an impact just by making a purchase? We don't necessarily do give back or donation models unless it's, again, making a positive impact when you're truly just making that purchase of the of the clothing or accessory. Mm.
0: You know, th- thank you for explaining that and for bringing up the fact that it's not easy to to be perfect and there is no such thing as a perfect brand or a perfect um manufacturer or production of a brand because I think um I don't know just with my experience personally I have Mm -hmm. I have a tiny little clothing line that just helps various animal welfare groups and I started that back in 2015-2016 and I went through so much um I guess, heartache trying Mm -hmm. to figure out, well, how do I make this in a way that is purely sustainable? So, you know, I'm choosing organic cotton, but then organic cotton uses a lot of water and I'm choosing recycled plastic, but then, you know, that goes through a process. And then I'm choosing a U.S. and you just kind of, you, you find that there are so many layers and so many complexities Mm -hmm. to the fashion industry that, Um, A lot of times we see a headline that tells us this is what you should do to be good to the earth or whatever. But, you know, Mm -hmm. it's it's that that headline was made by a specific group so anyway i just i just want to say that um, i appreciate you bringing that up and saying that because i feel like that's something that just can like let a little bit of pressure off of all of us yeah. you know it's like you can do a lot by taking a step in the right direction and choosing a brand that you feel good about um without having to feel like you have to be so
1: perfect yes yes we are always talking about progress over perfection and when you look at it a- at a really macro level, the fashion industry is very behind in ethics and sustainability. It is like light years behind other industries. And that's because there hasn't been a lot of incentive for the industry to change. And so as a consumer, the burden is is on us many times to have to exercise our purchasing power for the types of causes we believe in, like animal protection, for example. And when you start tackling it, you can really dive in deep and start to see that unfortunately there's always a trade-off and what it really comes down to is figuring out what trade-offs are you okay with for now and how do you continue to address that as you grow in your understanding of the issue and as brands start to improve there's that there's some really cool stuff happening in fabric innovations right now Um, for example like pineapple leather is happening Uh, it still though often has a coating that requires some sort of use of oil on top of it and so it's a step in the right direction but it's not 100% sustainable. And so you have to think about like, okay, h- how do I actually make a difference in the ways that I can right now and really strive for just that progress in that journey. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I really love that. I, why don't, can you tell us, you alluded to this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. but can you tell us more about your history and how, um, how you met Emily and in mm-hmm. the is- history between the two of you that you have that brought you to the point of starting Wearwell.
1: Yeah. So Emily and I, uh, we met in grad school several years ago, and uh, we both come from the international development world. So we've never been fashion industry veterans. We've done some work and some consulting with fashion industry companies. But at the end of the day, the two of us have always had a career focus on impact in some way. Um, And both of us had realized several years ago, shortly after we met, that we were both trying to figure out how to shop for ethically and sustainably made clothing. And that came from um, slightly different motivations because of of what our work experience uh, really looked like in that moment. So I'll share a little bit more about my own and then dive into Emily's. Hers is way more interesting than mine, actually. (laughs) Um, But I was working for a media company that served the global development industry. And I was working with really large Fortune 500s, helping them communicate about the impact of their supply chains in developing communities. So I was working with, for example, um, the banking industry, helping uh, helping a corporation in the banking industry talk about how they're providing access to credit for women in developing communities where they would historically need a male co-signer. Like really, really powerful work. Similarly, pharmaceutical companies getting vaccines to the last mile, really important today, right? And so companies doing really amazing things And shortly after the Rana Plaza factory collapse that happened several years ago, for those that aren't familiar, the factory that collapsed in Bangladesh uh, killed about a thousand garment workers and injured about 2,000 more. And I realized when that headline crossed my desk at this media company that I was working at, that I had every single industry represented in my portfolio except for fashion and apparel. And so I started diving in to figure out what is really the challenge here? Why doesn't anyone in this industry want to be talking about it? And as I started to dive in deeper, I really developed a strong belief that the fashion industry isn't going to care about talking about this or ultimately care about changing their ways until consumers demand it. And so I dove in deep to try to figure out what does it look like for myself to build an ethical and sustainable wardrobe and, immediately discovered it takes a ton of time to have to research, it takes a master's degree to understand a lot of the certifications. (laughs) Meanwhile, Emily was doing a lot of similar research. Uh, She was literally downloading uh, research reports and Sustainability reports to try to dive in and figure out how could she buy a t-shirt and feel okay about the type of impact that she was making with that purchase. Um, And Emily's background is also in global development, as I mentioned, but she was working for household brand NGOs, such as the American Red Cross, for example. And prior to moving to Philadelphia, where we're headquartered, uh, she was living and working in Cambodia, and before that, India, prior to grad school in Honduras, and has just this incredible experience and wealth of knowledge of working in developing communities. And particularly, most recently, prior to moving to Philly, working in communities that, um, you know, Cambodia is a major garment producing country. And so she was creating for herself a network of ethical and sustainable fashion brands that were cropping up in Phnom Penh, which is a really strong culture of ethical and sustainable fashion. That's kind of underground compared to what we think about with uh, you know major fashion industry production there. Um, and really building out an understanding, not just a network, but an understanding of what it meant to build a company that could really walk the talk in this space. Uh, but her background is, is very deeply rooted in impact measurement. So she was working on, for example, child protection issues in Cambodia and really trying to figure out. Is this NGO or is this group making the impact that they are intending to in the long run in this community? And started to translate that framework to her understanding of her own purchases and ethics and sustainability, and particularly in clothing. Uh, and again, was was going through that process of weeding through all of the um, all of the details and. We caught up over dinner one night and both realized we were working on these same issues independently, we started comparing lists of ethical and sustainable fashion brands and said, you know what, this has just got to be easier for consumers. And that was really the starting point for us. It was just trying to discover how to create a business that is supportive to brands that are walking the talk and how do we create a business that makes it easy for everybody to build an ethical and sustainable wardrobe.
0: Wow, such a cool story. I'm like, the two of you had such fun, exciting lives so far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, how, how, oh my gosh, how much fun to be involved with the things that you were involved with, and how much fun to not only be able to solve the problem on the consumer side, but to be able to help people that you've met along the way who are working hard to make brands that are. Mm sustainable and ethical. You know, I, I just think um, what a neat intersection. How long ago did Thank you yeah. guys start?
1: We started actually as a project in grad school at American University. Um, so we started as a project, ran an Indiegogo campaign, ran a beta. And we launched the business in its current form in 2019. So not too long ago. <gasps>
0: Okay, wow. Yeah. So yeah, it yeah. is pretty new. And what yeah. a,
1: fun... yeah, a long way to go, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just think that's so cool, though. i um, Thank I you. really, um, I love seeing it kind of it, it, I guess it's in its infancy stages. um, mm-hmm. and yeah, I just so. think. It's really exciting, and I hope that um, you know, people listening, I think are going to get excited by that, too. I, I personally love to learn about new things that are happening <laughs> and feel a part mm-hmm. of it, and so I have a feeling people will be excited about that as well. I know that um, you have a few different ways for people to get involved. Um, yeah. Do you still have I know you had an investment campaign going on. Is that still going on?
1: It is not still going on. No. So we we did run a crowd investment campaign that was really an opportunity to bring our earliest customers into the business in a way where they could support our growth and and also reap the benefits of it as investors. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that closed last fall.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: Um,
0: but yeah, so for people who, I don't know if I mentioned this at the beginning, but Erin and I were talking, I signed up to be an ambassador for WearWell because I have been using the the product now for the product, the service for, I don't know, six, seven months. And I've just been so excited by it. And I was telling Erin and those of you who who follow For Animals for Earth know that I don't, so easily jump into um, being an ambassador for anything. This is the first time I've ever signed up that I can remember to be an ambassador for something, but I um, I am just so excited to share Wear Well with everybody and I want people to try it out, so if anybody is watching and they want to go see what Erin's offering, they'll, there's a link in the description and there's links in our show notes and all of that, so that's a really great place for people to start to jump over and kind of see what you're doing. I think another um, important part of your business that we haven't really dug into yet is the stylist piece. So mm-hmm. I think that um, my stylist is named Megan. So for anyone who <laughs> ends up like going over and seeing it, you might find Megan. But um, the, there's an aspect to this where you get to have somebody help you kind of figure out what is your own personal business brand almost and your style and what kind of clothing can you start to center in on that. Um, not only does this thing of finding you ethical and sustainable clothing, but it also finds that clothing that fits into your style preferences. And I think that is a whole nother level of making it easy for people. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I wondered if you talk a bit about your stylists, like where do you find them? Yeah. Where do you find them?
1: So our stylists are located all over the country. We've got one in Seattle. We have one who's based in Brooklyn. Uh, we have one who was in Minneapolis. Just moved to Florida. So truly all over. Um, and they are, you know, they are the backbone of Wearwell in so many ways, um, as you mentioned. Uh, their goal is to really put things in front of our members that fit that impact that they want to make, but are things that will end up in their wardrobe that they'll wear and love for a long time. And it's it's their job to interpret that person's style and figure out uh, how, to, how to get them pieces that fit that criteria, but also uh, how to push them a little bit to think about... Uh, either the impact pieces a little bit more or something that they might not have thought might look good on them. So there's kind of a fun element there. Uh, the way that I always like to think about our stylists is to kind of give you a look under the hood into the businesses. They are really akin to the person who's working a store floor. Um, they are there to help you navigate all of the things that might be available to you, help you Um, pair things if you take something into the dressing room and you need to see what it looks like with a pair of jeans so that you know whether it's going to work for you um, and advise on like what will fit you well uh, based off of the cut. And so uh, the stylists for us serve that function but they also just make it really really fun. Uh, We create a lot of opportunities for our members to give feedback every month and the thing that I love the most is when I know that a customer and a stylist have developed a really strong relationship because the feedback form where we're asking, hey, what did you think of this month's selection? Is there anything you're looking for next month? It actually turns into a dialogue between the two of them. So uh, before before we all entered into quarantine, this is one of my favorite anecdotes. Um, we found out um, through this dialogue that a, a member and a stylist were having that they were both going on vacation within a couple weeks of one another to Portugal. And they started sending each other travel tips <laughs> through, <laughs> through the, the feedback experience. And it's just such a testament to the ways in which a stylist truly gets to know you when you're a Werewell member that I think is a really powerful experience.
0: <laughs> that's so fun. It's so yeah. fun. and And I agree because, you know, it's like you start to feel like you're building a friendship with somebody, yeah. and that's really cool. And you know that underlying, you have the same values and the same goals, which is exactly. also super cool. Um, yeah. you know, I think that's something that I will just add in about your mm-hmm. business that I have been so impressed by as well, is that, it's very real and very honest and your customer service is incredible and Thank I think you. I I haven't like I haven't experienced service like that and I feel like you kind of embody what what people want as a consumer, you want a brand that is transparent and you can trust and you feel like you have a chance to get to know the people inside of it. And when something doesn't go perfectly, you know, they're there to support you. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's so funny because on the same day last month, I had an experience with you guys. I had an experience with another brand and they could not have been more opposite. And both of them, (laughs) both of them were things that, you know, were just like, I just needed help with. And, you know, it's, um, it's a, Amazing. So just kudos to you for that because I really do think you've done an amazing job of of that. Um, Thank you. Something new that I know you, I want to say just this week communicated is you've added, you've become more inclusive on your sizing. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really, really exciting. And I also wonder if you'll talk about some of the other things that are up and coming that you're excited about.
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate that question and the opportunity to talk more about this. Yes. So we increased our sizing to be able to offer uh, up to size 20 and 2X. And that for us is one, one small step in that direction. It's a big step for a company our size to be able to take it. But we know it is one small step in the grand scheme of where we want to be. Uh, we want to be able to offer a membership service that can serve everyone. And when I say everyone, I mean different body shapes and sizes. I mean different genders. Um, We also are thinking a lot about what does it mean to be truly supportive to creating more diversity in the ethical and sustainable fashion space. There's a lot of discussion going on right now about how sustainable fashion is a very white space. Um, And so really trying to figure out how do we support Black-owned businesses more? How do we increase our own sourcing from Black-owned businesses or BIPOC-owned businesses Uh, is another area that we're very much focused on right now. Um, And another piece that I'm really excited that uh, you're getting a little bit of a sneak peek, we haven't officially rolled this out yet, but I'll give you a teaser, is thinking about how can we create some circularity with our business? Uh, We've heard over and over again from our customer base that Um, they want to be able to also purchase pre-worn items through us. Uh, So used clothing. um, And we're thinking about how do we do that in a way that encourages customers to treat their products really well, incentivizes them to send back what they've purchased through WearWell when it's done in their closet so that it can go in someone else's. And so we're starting to roll out what secondhand through RareWell might look like. And, um, and I'm really excited to be testing that out in the months ahead. Uh, but again, for us, that's, that's a, a big step towards our overall mission of how do we, again, make it ev- easy for everyone to be involved in this. Uh, because over time, that also means that there's more price accessibility uh, right now. I think a lot of people, when they approach ethical and sustainable fashion in particular, um, they think, you know, conscious fashion requires just a ton of money. And yes, it is slightly more expensive because living wages and environmentally sustainable materials do cost more than what you might get through fast fashion. Um, But it doesn't have to break the bank. And that's something that we are focused on on doing across the board. And, And that will change as the industry changes, but will also change as we grow. Um, and offering secondhand is one way to, to open the door to more potential customers to, again, make this more accessible.
0: Ooh, I love that. It's so exciting. I think, um, you know, there's the accessibility piece of it. And then there's also just, I think, more and more people are wanting to buy secondhand because, mm-hmm. you know, we know that that ends up kind of um, taking these are going to be weird words, but instead of putting like a new footprint, yep, you know, it's like it's like taking it. It's the circularity piece, but you know, mm-hmm. it's like you know, you're you feel like you're you're kind of keeping things moving instead of totally. like put, putting them in the landfill, I guess. Um,
1: yeah. So we think ahead. about this all the time, just to give a few more words on this, because when when we're talking about conscious clothing. Again, like I said at the beginning, the most conscious thing to do is just not wear it, right? <laughs> so when we, when we, Before we can do that, uh, we have to think about the, the full impact and life cycle of a piece of clothing. And it, that doesn't mean that you should always buy new, of course. And so when you need to buy something new, that's where you can come to Wear Well today and we'll help you find the item that fits what it is you're looking for. But secondhand is a huge piece of this and getting product moving from one closet to another when it does, it does have the possibility of having another life or getting it upcycled um, through a brand that can use materials in a different way is so critically important for actually addressing the number, like the sheer number of products that are on the market. You know, it's really interesting. Um, if any of your listeners have ever seen the true cost, if you haven't, I recommend you go and watch it because it will give you a nice overview of what the real challenges are here. But we've seen that, that some large companies have increased from the 1950s of having four seasons a year to today having 52 seasons a year, meaning they're releasing new product every single week. And that's their business objective, to get new product in front of people. But we don't always need new product. And that's really the thing that we're coming back to.
0: Hmm. And it would be nice if we see that tide continue to change as consumers, you know, more and more consumers hopefully see that they don't necessarily need new product either. And, you know, you alluded to this earlier, and this is something that I've been kind of just learning a little bit more about myself, which is like, how to take better care of Mm -hmm. your clothes, and so that they will last longer. And um, I mean, a lot of it, at least I'm seeing is buying better quality clothes Mm -hmm. helps them last longer. (laughs) You know, it's like those two things kind of go together. But there's also a lot of other things that we can do. Um, Is that or do you have any any tips top of mind for just like helping your clothes last longer that you've found?
1: Absolutely. So actually taking care of the way that you wash your clothes is one of the most important things you can do. So making sure you're reading tags, not putting it in a dryer unless you have to. Um, So I personally, I'll air dry most of my clothing uh, because it means that the fibers just have less stress on them. Um, And then washing your clothing uh, in a in a, a cyclical way, where you might get a couple wears out of it and then you wash it, is also really good for it to to just improve the elasticity and the the wear on the the items. But um, I'd re- be remiss if I didn't mention that Emily is the queen of tailoring. <laughs> she loves tailoring projects, not only to make sure that you are making sure that a piece of clothing is fitting your body well, but actually adjusting clothes so you get a whole new life out of them. Um, and that might mean tailoring a pair of jeans to be more in style, uh, or it could mean, you know, shortening the sleeve or cutting off the sleeve and making it a whole new look and updating it. Um, and it's something that it's really a small investment depending on the access that you have to local tailors. Like it's it might cost you, you know, 20 bucks to redo a hundred dollar dress. Um, and that gives it a complete new look and new place in your wardrobe. But also just getting things repaired. I think so often uh, that feels like a taxing project when really just a small repair can actually go a long way to keeping something in your wardrobe for a while.
0: Mm. You know, this is inspiring me because, like, on my bucket list somewhere on my to do list down lower has been to find a tailor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like just because I feel like a lot of my clothes aren't really fitting the way that I want them to just as my body changes. And it would be nice to have. Um, have a tailor you know I also have further down on the bucket list to learn how to do it myself which I mean for anyone who is interested there are so many DIY videos out there on Pinterest and on YouTube to help you like tailor and upcycle clothing but yeah even finding a local person I mean what a great way to support a local small business and right. um, yeah I'm gonna put that on my list to like you know get on it because I, yeah. uh, you know and then your clothes look better too and like I yeah. love the idea of engaging someone to help you make something new from what you have. Because I also feel like how fun would that be for that person? It's kind of like designing a new piece of clothing. Um, I assume. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) That's so cool. Um, Yeah. Thank you for sharing those ideas. And I also, um, I really love the thought of, I don't think I did this before until I started like making my own clothing, but like actually looking at your clothing and looking at all of the tiny fibers that go into that. And when you think about those fibers going through the washing machine and going through the dryer and, um, I don't know, there's just something about thinking about how each of those started with a thread and was kind of woven together. Um, there's something about it that just just makes your brain kind of say, oh, I want to treat this a little kinder. You know, I want to be gentle on it. So um yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Um, so I like to uh wrap up with one simple idea. We always try mm-hmm. to, and it doesn't have to be one, most everybody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I ask everyone to come up with one and everyone's like, what? But um, one simple thing that people who are listening could do to help animals and the environment and we share these ideas I ask the people I interview I ask you know everyone I talk to because I really want to build a community where we share these ideas with each other I think we all come up with so many unique things that Mm -hmm. come out of our life and our history and when we can listen and share those with each other it really does open up um, so many ideas that, that anyone can choose from to, to try. So, yeah, I wonder if you'll yeah. share with us your one simple idea that could help animals and the environment.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll I'll preface this with um, I'd like for everyone to think about when it comes to supporting animals and the environment with the clothing choices that you make. Uh, think about where you might fall on a spectrum. You know, we can start that spectrum with people who have never thought about that issue ever, uh, and they're just maybe learning, that would be the next step on that spectrum, all the way to someone who has really gotten in deep into this space, right? And I think no matter where you are on that spectrum, there is one thing that you can do, and it's really just choosing one place to start. Um, And what I would encourage you to do is, when you know that you need to add something to your wardrobe, figure out what it is that one item that you want to add figure out what it is and do your best to find the most ethical or sustainable piece that you can and make a choice for just that one piece of clothing i think we can often become really really overwhelmed and the idea is just as we mentioned at the top of this progress over perfection so if you've never thought about this before just try finding a brand that fits your style and that talks about impact in a way that resonates with you. If you're on the other end of the spectrum and you've thought a ton about this and you know all of the things that there are to know about sustainability, start researching the fabric it's made of and go deep on what elements are there and, and what might need to be improved as the next step and just choose one piece of clothing and one step towards progress. And then the final piece with this tip is talk to a friend about that experience because it'll spark new ideas for them. Mm,
0: Yeah, I love that. And I love that... Because I will say, as soon as, and probably all of us have seen this, as soon as we start digging, we're going to be down a rabbit hole. I mean, the reality is like, whether you're searching for a brand or searching for materials or anything, you know, it's like, you're going to be down a rabbit hole. And so I love that you've given the piece of like, pull yourself back out, just pick one piece of clothing, take one tiny step. And um, I mean, maybe even set like a a timer to say, okay, I'm only giving myself an hour. i am only giving myself two hours to go down this rabbit hole. Because it becomes, um, it can become like a deep, dark place, you know, if you get too far down and it becomes overwhelming and then it's very easy to just kind of give up. So I love that you've shared, you know, kind of yeah. come back, make it one yeah. thing.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It, yeah, it can become so overwhelming and to the point where so many people just throw up their hands and think, I can't actually do this. I don't have the capacity to do this. But if you focus on one purchase, one item, it can be a lot more manageable and, you know, everybody needs to hear right now in early 2021, 20, like one foot in front of the other. <laughs> <And> <laughs> prevent yourself from the rabbit hole, do what you can um, and and make it small, make it manageable.
0: And, you know, I also think sometimes we underestimate the impact um, that we're having on the people around us too. Like you Mm -hmm. said, bringing it up to a friend, because I think it's really easy to feel like the fashion industry is so big and fast fashion is so successful that it doesn't really matter what I do because everybody else is doing something different, you know, but it's, it's not true. And I just, I, you know, (laughs) yeah, it's like, I want to like, um, because I, I find myself sometimes like thinking that and it's like, but I want to remind myself and all of us that it's not true. And the people that we're surrounded by when we do pick that one new piece of clothing and then we excitingly share it with our friends and we tell yes. them where it came from, that that little piece of information goes to them and then they may share it. And it really, it really, we can make an impact when it feels like we can't.
1: Yes, yes. And also to any listeners who may be, feeling that way the tide is definitely turning we are seeing fast fashion companies struggle when they're not revamping their supply chain or their practices we are seeing that people more than ever are focused on sustainability in their purchases and so it's not it's not a pointless exercise it very much can make an impact and it really does just start with that one thing mm-hmm.
0: Yay. So yeah, let's all do it together. (laughs) We've got each other.
1: exactly. (laughs) Um,
0: (laughs) So how can people find you? What is the best way for someone to get in touch if they would like to um, talk to you? And what is the best place to find you as a business? Yeah,
1: best best way to find us as a business is either our website, which is shopwarewell.com, or our Instagram handle, which is at shopwarewell to reach me personally. uh, I'm always on our Instagram account. So just DM us at shopwarewell.
0: It's the best way to get in touch. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on and spending the morning talking to me about this. I get, thank you, Brandy. I you know, it. it's funny. I don't know if you have the same thing, but I get so invigorated, um, through, you know, like this type of conversation and I feel so much more, um, uh, <laughs> I can't think of a better word than gumption that I felt no. an hour ago. <laughs> You know, it's like, I find I need these um, reinforcing conversations to get me excited and, and keep me going. So I yeah, really it's do better than a it. cup of coffee. It is. It really yes. is, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so much is. And that's all for today. I hope this was better than a cup of coffee for you too. Thank you so much for listening. Just a reminder that if you want to try Wearwell, my ambassador link is in the description and you can check it out for free. A few quick announcements before we wrap up. If you ever want to join me live, I would love to have you there for an interview. You can check to see when the next live interview is scheduled at any time at 4 animals 4 slash live. If you want to join our free five-day Conscious Lifestyle Challenge and look for one new simple habit that you can bring into your daily life, go to fouranimalsforearth.com slash lifestyle challenge. And last but not least, if you're up for leaving a review, you can do that at fouranimalsforearth.com slash apple. And if you don't listen on apple, you could really help us out by telling a friend. It means the world to all of us if you're willing to share the show. Show. so you can do that with just a simple link of fouranimalsforearthcom slash podcast and your friend can listen on whatever streaming platform they like okay thank you so much for all of your support and your ongoing listening and I will see you next week bye